Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. And ladies love Dante. Look at that head of hair. Look at that face. Dante Greco is me, yours truly. Dante, I'm gonna come. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show on a Wednesday. Good news and bad news for Alec Baldwin involving the unfortunate killing of Helena Hutchins, the cinematographer on the movie Rust. Her husband is going to drop the wrongful death lawsuit against Alec and the production company in exchange for everybody coming back to work and picking up where they left off on the movie. They're going to finish the movie. The movie that she was killed while making, they're now going to finish. As far as Alec, he, he just he must have an incredible ability to compartmentalize, to be able to walk back onto that set, put on that costume again, probably have to refilm the scene that killed Helena Hutchins, and then finish the movie. To put that all out of your mind and not have a, a, an emotional breakdown is astounding. The man is a true, well-trained professional. You have to respect that in some way. His commitment to craft, that he could say yes to this. Now, apparently this is the, the settlement is contingent on finishing the movie. I don't know that he had much of a choice, but... Just the fact that he's already made other films since the shooting and he hasn't really left the public eye at all. He was posting on Instagram videos all summer long. He did the interview with George Stephanopoulos. Like, he's not running from the spotlight. So, I think he's fine with this. I think he is happy, too, that they're finishing the film. I think it's incredible that they're going to finish the film. Not only because it's a passion project for everyone involved and because... The family of Helena Hutchins wants them to, and the husband gets to be the executive producer of a big Hollywood film now starring an A-lister. But just imagine the redemption arc. Like if this movie comes out and they really put their all into it and Alec delivers a uh, an amazing performance. I was going to say a killer performance, and then I realized how hacky that would be, even as a like if I said no pun intended. But if he just delivers like, delivers like an Oscar-worthy performance, imagine Alec Baldwin gets nominated for an Oscar out of this. The Academy knows that they're not going to, you know, the bounce that they got from the Will Smith-Chris Rock slap, they're not going to be able to replicate that next year. Chris doesn't want to come back. Will is banned for 10 years. How about, here's a way to drum up a lot of media interest in the Academy Awards next year. You nominate, well... The following year, because they're not going to resume shooting till January of 2023. The following Oscars, the 2024 in February of 24, you nominate Alec Baldwin for Best Actor in Rust, the film that almost didn't happen because of the most tragic onset killing since Brandon Lee in The Crow. Everyone would tune in to the Oscars to see if Alec, they're at least going to tune in during the best actor portion. It would be great entertainment. None of this is going to bring Helena Hutchins back, not making the film, not Alec being charged criminally and going to jail. The lawsuit wouldn't have brought her back, but this will keep her name alive 
keep her in the spotlight. You know, there's the old saying that you die two deaths. One, when you actually die. And then the second one is when people stop saying your name and people forget about you. This will keep her alive for a lot longer. And um, also, there's no way that there will be any more accidents on this set. If there are, then they should all go to jail. Every single one of them. But there's no, this is going to be the safest set in the, maybe ever. It's just got to be. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure that the accident has led to a, a sweeping revamp of safety precautions in Hollywood. I'm sure it's reverberating everywhere. I know that it's the, the settlement is contingent on everyone resuming production. I wonder if everyone includes Hannah Gutierrez Reed, the armorer, who is also being looked at. And I think even Alec is pointing the finger at her for being to blame for uh, Helena's death. Maybe she won't be invited back and maybe she should. But just to finish it, go back to New Mexico. Wow, by the way, the DA is still trying to figure out if they're going to charge him. Now, I don't know if it's going to be wrapped up before they resume production or not. It sounds like the DA has a lot more investigating to do. It's great. This is going to be like, well, I don't know. Is this an appropriate analogy? Kobe, while he was on trial and uh, the Lakers were playing and like, you know, he would fly back from the trial and drop 40 points while he was under that intense life pressure. His freedom was threatened. He would show up to the court and he would show up to the other court and he would he would give him like a, a great game. Uh, Alec, while under this pressure of possible indictment, arrest, whatever, um, he, he 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 can show up and give his all and that would actually be a fitting tribute i mean because bottom line is we know he didn't murder her in cold blood whether or not he was negligent i think we can say that this was done without intention so he didn't maliciously gun her down while shooting the film so a great tribute to her would be for him to put in a uh, fantastic performance for everybody to really step their game up and deliver an excellent film. That would be the best tribute to Helena because it was an accident. wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. And the best way to remember her is, you know, may, you know what? Not just Alec. Maybe she could get a posthumous nomination too for best cinematography. I think that would be fantastic. Truly, because at this point, what can you do? She loved her work and she should be celebrated from it. She shouldn't just be remembered as an unfortunate victim. This would keep her, her the memory of not just her as a person, but of her work and her commitment to craft alive a lot longer than just everyone going their separate ways. So I'm for this news. And and selfishly, as I said, I I'm I was interested in seeing this movie. So I'm excited by this and uh, good luck to everybody. And, you know, let's let's see it. I'll, I'll be first in line. First of all, Alec Baldwin, I'm sure he's happy that he doesn't have to get sued. You know, he just listed his twenty nine million dollar vacation home in Amagansett in the Hamptons for sale. I wonder if he's going to take that off the market now. I talked about that in another video. It's kind of sad because all summer long he was making these Instagram videos from his backyard. Clearly, he loved the place. They spent the whole summer there, and then they came back and had a seventh child. But he had to list it. 
because the idea was he was going to shield his assets and possibly move to Vermont. I believe it was Vermont or Delaware, a state where he like, you know, he, he had legal protections that he wouldn't living in New York. So hopefully he gets his house back or he takes it off the market. It hasn't been sold yet. Now, the bad news for Alec is just because the uh, civil suit has been ruled out doesn't mean the criminal investigation is going to stop. If the facts and evidence warrant criminal charges under New Mexico law, then charges will be brought. No one's above the law. And this settlement will have no impact on the district attorney's investigation or her ultimate decision whether to file charges. So he could still face charges. I really hope he doesn't. Again, selfishly, I like Alec Baldwin. I like his work. I've been a fan of his for a long time. I know that people are rubbed the wrong way by him uh, politically, or he could be, you know, arrogant or, or a, a bit of a snob. But I've enjoyed him as a personality and as an actor. So I hope they don't file criminal charges against him. If they do, you know, nothing that carries jail time, maybe a fine or some community service or something. But we don't want to see a 64-year-old Alec Baldwin locked up in a New Mexico jail. The guy's got seven kids, for God's sake. I wonder if this is what she would have wanted, Helena. You know? Would she have wanted them to finish the film? Probably. I guess we can defer to her husband, Matthew. He he must have some idea of, of uh, what her perspective would be in this situation. I'm looking at these pictures. God, when these photos first came out of Alec getting the news that she had died terrible i can't imagine you know when i was working for tmz there were there were plenty of situations where i had to go and try to get interviews or video of people after tragic situations just really uncomfortable moments and let me tell you it is it's it's like you feel like a something in the pit of your stomach in these situations i've never had to film something as intense as this but and I don't even know that I could. Like, the guy who took the photos, I, I, I don't know who he is, the photos here of Alec Baldwin, but he's either a true professional, like Alec, or I don't want to say heartless, because, you know, it is a job. At a certain point, you get desensitized. It's a job. It's like a surgeon or, or, or you know, a nurse in the ER. Like, they can't feel intense pain for every single patient that comes in that's dying you know they have to just do what needs to be done in the moment and move on to the next one you can't get emotionally attached to every single thing but i got to imagine it was uncomfortable because you're just probably he's probably the only photographer out there clearly he was he's only the only guy out there you know there's not a lot of photographers in new mexico doing this out there in the middle of the desert and he sees alec and he's got a choice, you know, he's got to put up his camera and just snap those pictures. You kind of have to silence a bit of your conscience, a bit of your humanity to just witness this. Now, maybe this guy has experience as a war photographer or something. He's used to these type of situations, but I doubt it. He was probably just the photographer for the local paper. Uh, when I used to have to do this, it was even worse. You know, honestly, this guy kind of got off easy. I used to have to try to get interviews. So if I had seen Alec Baldwin in this situation looking despondent, I would have not only 
had to film him. I would have had to try to go up and ask him, you know, how's it going? How you feeling? Any words for the family? Have you heard anything about her condition? Like, oh, I, I'm getting uh, PTSD just thinking about it. Anyways, look forward to Rust coming out sometime next year, I'm sure. They're going to resume filming in January 2023. Um, hopefully with better safety precautions. I'm sure there will be better safety precautions. The director once got the director also got hit. The director took a took a shrapnel to his clavicle, but he's excited to come back. I've talked about this before. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen hiring divorce lawyers, looking at what it would take to split up their massive as this article calls it, magnitude of wealth. What I think Tom should do is reach out to LeBron James. I know they know each other. And ask LeBron's wife, Savannah, to get in touch with Giselle and explain how you can balance a top-tier sports career and family. See, LeBron's also going into his 20th year. I think he plays a longer season. I think the NBA season is longer than football season. He definitely plays more games. It's more travel, more time away from the home. And they, the James family, they also have three kids. You know, he's got two teenage boys and a young daughter. And he's gone a lot. So not to mention, you know, all the workout time. they spend, LeBron James famously spends a million dollars on his body every year in terms of health regimens, diet, exercise, treatment, recuperation, so that he can stay in playing shape. He's uh, about to be 37. He's younger than Brady, true. Brady's 45. But still, you know, it's 20 years of this, similar to Tom Brady. So Savannah seems to have it all figured out. She's kind of becoming the example of how, you know, and, and Tom and LeBron are both goats in their sport. Tom more than LeBron. Uh, Michael Jordan still is probably the greatest of all time in basketball, but LeBron is right up there. Savannah's become the model of how a wife of a goat can run the family. And Giselle, I think, is just being selfish because, as I said, they got a billion dollars. They got all the help they need. It's, it's, it's not about practical considerations, really. It's an emotional thing. She doesn't want him to play, so she's going to stop him. She's tired of him playing. We're only talking about the greatest, the, at least the winningest guy in the history of football. Seven Super Bowl wins. It's a special thing. It doesn't ever happen. Michael Jordan retired 25 years ago. No one's equaled him. When Tom Brady retires... And no one will probably ever equal him. Seven Super Bowl wins? That's insane. And look, Giselle, if he was a normal man, he'd still be working a lot to support you and the kids. He'd be working more. He'd probably be gone more hours just for like a nice six-figure salary. He'd be spending a lot more time out of the house, out of the house for way less money and way less prestige and way less fame and access. Way less respect. 
as it is now, he also has an entire off season to spend with the family. He's got like, what is it? Six, seven months of time that he can just take off and spend with the family where he doesn't have to work. There's no such thing as an off season when you have a regular job. You're lucky to get 10 paid vacation days per year. Most people don't even get that. It's not like you're married to Johnny Manziel. You're married to Tom Brady. His problem is what? That he's too disciplined? It's not like he's a party animal. The guy just loves what he does and he's committed to it. And he also he's committed to, you know, his health and and he loves his family too. I'm sure the kids are fine. Look, parents don't need to be with their kids 24 hours a day. Like, do you want an Alicia Silverstone situation where the kid is still sleeping with her for, for and he's 10 years old and he's going to sleep with her for the foreseeable future? Or a Kourtney Kardashian situation? Apparently, her daughter's still sleeping in her bed, too, and she's also 10. Like, what the hell is going on there? It's already off-putting enough that Tom kisses his son in the mouth. It's healthy to have the parents out of the house and allow the kids a little bit of independence. I think Giselle is just being selfish in this situation. Tom should play as long as he is capable and as long as he has the desire to. LeBron is going to play a few more years. He's already said, look, I'm going to keep playing until one of my sons, maybe now both of his sons, enter the NBA. He would like to play with them. If that means he plays for 25 years, then he's going to play for 25 years. And Savannah will probably be perfectly fine with it. She'll be happy. Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. And ladies love Dante. Look at that one in there. Look at that face. What's your name? Casey. Dante Greco. Let's meet yours truly. Dante. I'm going to come. 